not about the receiving any credit or anything like that because if you do it for a recognition, then you're doing it for the wrong reason. I donate blood because I genuinely care about people and I want to help. Hi, I'm John Yeager and this is Bloodworks 101, a podcast created by your friends here at Bloodworks Northwest. It's designed to hopefully educate or inspire you to donate either time, money, or blood. February, as you may know, is Black History Month or African American History Month, paying tribute to the generations of African Americans who struggled with adversity to achieve full citizenship in American society. Today, my colleague and contributing editor Juan Cotto sat down with a Northwest African American lawmaker crucial to our success in the great state of Oregon, State Senator James Manning, who's also a longtime blood donor. They talked about the importance of blood donation, diversity in the blood supply, and what Bloodworks needs to do to reach out more effectively to communities of color. In other words, is just saying you want a diverse blood supply enough? Here's their conversation. Tell us about your district and how long you've been in the state Senate. Okay, well, my district is uh, it's, it's very unique. It's really diverse. I have north and west Eugene up to and including Junction City, Monroe, and Lancaster, some of our, mm-hmm. uh, our rural areas that are also part of it. So I have an urban center and a rural center, and I consider that uh, the best uh, Senate district in the state. Uh, some of my colleagues will argue do uh, you know different you know and I, I recognize that so typically when I boast about having the best Senate district uh, I'm doing it either on the house side uh, of the legislation or I'm out talking to people in general in the public so so uh, I am a retired United States uh, soldier retired in 2007 which we wrote I was uh, recruited by a warehouse company which brought my wife and me uh, to Eugene and uh, we had a meeting one day with the uh, Eugene Area Chamber of Commerce and uh, with a group of black uh, uh, business professionals and business owners and they wanted to form a, a coalition or a group to uh, give back to the communities you know and when they were doing around Robin you know trying to find out who everyone was they asked me you know uh, you know, what do you see for the future? And I told him that uh, I was going to get into legislation or uh, elective office. Had no idea what that meant, but uh, you know. And in 2016, December, I got appointed to the Oregon State Senate to complete a term that was left by the, the previous uh, state senator. And in 2018, I ran for the seat and overwhelmingly got elected to the seat. Uh, so I'm halfway through that first term or four years in. Uh, so it's been a remarkable uh, journey thus far. A uh, lot of committee assignments, Senate Judiciary. Uh, I'm currently chair of the Veterans and Emergency Preparedness Committee. I'm the co-chair of the uh, Ways and Means Subcommittee on Public Safety, Ways and Means Full Committee. I'm a member of the Emergency Board. Uh, let's see, I am a co-chair of the Joint Committee on Transparency Policing and Use of Force Reform. I have a uh, task force for universal health care, 
I want to provide health care. If you live in the state of Oregon, border to border, you get access to health care, uh, which the need has really grown considerably. Uh, COVID has a lot to do with that. So folks that used to have company or corporate health coverage may no longer have that. So the uh, the pool of the unemployed and stuff or underinsured has really uh, expanded dramatically. And uh, the governor recognizes that as well. So it's a uh, committee that everybody is looking at or task force everyone is looking at. And I have several others, uh, Capital uh, Diversity Inclusion, uh, Equity Inclusion Committee that I represent the Senate President. And uh, at our last retreat, my colleagues have uh, elected me as a uh, Senate President uh, pro tem. Are a busy man. Yeah, it uh, it's, it seems that way. Uh, uh, still trying to do this, and you know, again, I'm also working to complete uh, a doctorate's degree, and uh, that's uh, that in itself uh, has posed uh, a number of challenges because of the demand of time that's on this dealing with COVID. So I had to put that back on a back burner for a while. Given all that you do, another thing that you, you didn't mention is that you are a regular blood donor and you've been someone who has sponsored bl uh, blood drives on the Capitol campus. You have been uh, such a, a, a champion and an advocate for blood donation. And I just wanted to ask you, when did, when did you start to give blood? Well, uh, a friend of mine uh, told me, he said, well, it's best to give it through the arm than through the nose. Uh, some time ago and you know uh, during my tenure in the military I spent 24 years and three months active duty uh, the need for blood uh, especially for people that you know will wind up my colleagues that will wind up in uh, these uh, war zones or areas of conflict that, uh, has always been something that uh, I felt that as a servant uh, we need to continue on with that. And when I uh, retired from the Army, we, and, and we, we relocated to, uh, or located here in Eugene, uh, I was seeing advertisements, you know, uh, blood donations needed, and I decided that, okay, I'll go there and I'll donate and, you know, I'll shoot for like maybe 10 donations and I'll be done. Well, I'm at 47, <laughs> so, Obviously, uh, my math is not very good. <laughs> we, we, we like your math. We appreciate your math. One of the things that you mentioned in, in uh, some of the, the things you're working on is around diversity and inclusion. And, and that is one of the things that we certainly are looking to address in, in, in many different enterprises and nonprofits throughout our communities, but certainly at Bloodworks Northwest. And I'm just wondering, how do we do a better job of reaching out and, and creating opportunities for diverse communities, in particular, the, the black community to give blood? You know, that is, uh, I, I get that question quite a bit from a lot of different uh, agencies uh, that ask me to come in and, and speak about that. And here's the bottom line. I was in a conversation with uh, my center, uh, city councilor here, and he said something that was so profoundly resonated with me, is that when you make contact uh, with people, uh, you have to make them feel welcome. 
it's not good enough to just to say that, oh, well, we want diversity. I've seen that uh, part. You know, you can get hired on, say, oh, well, we hired these many uh, people of color, uh, but do you retain them? That's the other part about it. And if you can't retain them, then that's a strong indication is that they don't feel welcome. So people that are truthfully uh, uh, willing to uh, uh, to promote, uh, recruit, and engage must change the way uh, the organizational structure is designed with relationship building. And, you know, you have to look at, do people feel welcome? Do they feel supportive? If they don't feel welcome, they don't feel supportive, then you're going to, and here, here's the big problem with that. Turnover is very costly. Every time you hire someone to replace someone else, then you spend a lot of money in training and all these other things. And to lose that, you start all over, all over again. That's very expensive. And if anybody is looking, you know, listening, you know, with your business and you know, looking at your expenses and things like that, we all know that labor is your highest cost. And if you're constantly turning over, that means that you're really not a good business person because you're losing a lot of the gains that you try to set up for. Uh, so, so yeah, showing people that they're welcome, uh, opportunities, advancements. I mean, like nobody wants to be a uh, on a, the uh, the bottom, along especially when they're demonstrating uh, their potential and their abilities and stuff. Sometimes it's okay. No, not sometimes. Nowadays it is okay to allow visionary uh, individuals to come in with a different perspective. I'm not aware of any business that was designed to last a billion years uh, successfully. We even know that uh, uh, Ma Bell got broken up years ago. And now look at what we have. We got Sprint, we got Verizon, we got all these other things. So, so it allowed for other vis uh, visual. And same thing uh, goes with uh, any organization. You know, if you want to expand, uh, you know, you got to look at uh, your marketplace. You know, uh, how do you bring in that diversity and make sure that it's representative and that they feel welcome? You, you bring up some very important points there, and you've been able to put together some very successful blood drives, uh, blood drives that have exceeded the the numbers that that were anticipated. And I was wondering, what were you doing that was special to get people to get out in those types of numbers? Leadership. I wouldn't ask anybody to do anything that I wouldn't do myself. I did that, uh, practice that in the military. And the thing is, is that I stress the importance of it. One, one pint of donated blood can save up to three lives. So if you can get a three for one, that is huge. Now, uh, you know, without doing the math, 47 donations times three, uh, that's a pretty good number. It's a lot of people. Yeah, and and the thing about it is that I'm not done yet. I think that uh, uh, as a public servant who I am, uh, I'm looking at how can I make life better for everybody. And this is a small fee. And, and then I get to the point now where I have friends uh, for whatever reason that cannot uh, donate. So when I do a donation, I do it in their name. 
it up. So it keeps going. I give them the recognition. I put it out on my uh, social media pages and stuff, you know. Uh, it makes them feel good too. And it also may inspire someone else uh, to come forward and say, well, since mom or since uncle can't do it, I'll do it and I'll donate it in their name. So that's another thing that I use, donating someone else's name. Senator Manning, we hear a number of reasons from people why they can't donate, and one of them is uh, quite quite heard often is the, the fear of needles. And, and I was just wondering when, when people say, geez, I'm afraid of the needle, what what do you say to them and, and what, what comes to mind when you, you hear about the needle? Well, to be honest with you, uh, my time in the military, I received a lot of uh, uh, vaccinations and a lot. Uh, I'm not a fan of the needle either. Uh, actually, I uh, I cringe stuff. So uh, I put all that to the side because I understand the importance of, uh, of blood, of the donated blood, and what it can do to help another person's life. Senator Manning, what are the roles? Of, what what should be the role of the legislature? In, in our region and what is the role of legislators to help us pro promote essential activities but but in particular blood donation as an essential activity i'm in uh the people in my district uh elected me because uh my vision of service uh looking out for their needs i think that from my perspective you know as a servant leader it is my obligation to do things that's going to promote the health, welfare, and well-being of not only my constituency, but all Oregonians, and to some degree to America in my time in the military. I think that it's really important uh, to put self at the end and look at the value of the contributions of giving uh, blood or donating blood that is life-saving. You know, again, one pint of donated blood can save up to three lives. That's huge in itself. And it's a part of being a selfless servant. You know, you have to be able to recognize that, you know, we're here on this place for a marked number of years, whatever that may be. And whatever the good we can do in contributing and helping others is really important. Uh, it's not about the receiving any credit or anything like that, because if you do it for a recognition, then you're doing it for the wrong reason. I donate blood because I genuinely care about people and I want to help. And I think that all selfless leaders would see the same manner. Those that can't donate stuff, you know, certainly uh, will provide opportunities for those that can and have no fear of promoting this because this is really important. We just experienced the the most contentious election that I, I certainly can remember in, in my lifetime. And I, I just uh, have, have been reading the articles and, and reading the opinions of, of so many. And I see this as an opportunity and, and people are looking at this as an opportunity in terms of how can we pull our nation together. And I, and I feel I feel blood donation is one of those activities because blood is universal. Uh, if any organization uh, has a responsibility to pull and, and connect people back together, it's blood donation. And I was wondering what your what your thoughts were in regards to that. I I certainly agree with you. You know, again, it's leadership. You know, what how do we want to 
if for no other reason than look at things from a uh, the perspective of humanity and uh, you know how we want to survive as human beings and you look at blood it's all red I think that it's an opportunity. I encourage uh, others uh, to step forward. If you never donated, uh, please uh, consider it. No, don't consider it. Go ahead and do it. You know, you find out it's not bad. And they give you cookies and things like that. And you get a chance to meet a lot of wonderful people. More importantly, you become one of those few that says that, hey, I did something uh, that's probably going to save someone else's life. And I did it because it was the right thing to do. Senator Manny, in the in this in this COVID experience, and uh, and people are looking at, at at ways that they can support things in the community, uh, and obviously with the impact that COVID has had on all of us, and, and how it has impacted all of our lives, um, blood donation seems to be one of those activities, as and there are others um, for people who are looking to serve their communities. As you touched on leadership and the ability to do things. Um, what what drives your your passion to serve the community? Actually, drives me is that uh, I grew up very poor. Uh, as a poor kid, I knew what it was like to be hungry or to go hungry. I knew what it was like to uh, not have other things that other people have. I knew what it was like to feel embarrassed uh, because you know I didn't have a lot, and it was a struggle. But one thing I found that there are people out there that will help you. There are people out there that will give you opportunities. And so my drive is to give back to all of those folks that reached out to me to give me a hand up, uh, to help me out. And the good Lord who has blessed me all this time to say that, okay, as long as you're doing the right thing for the right reason, you know, favor will always smile upon you. Oregon State Senator James Manning doing the right things for the right reasons. Senator Manning, thank you so much for your time today. Thank really you. Your, your time, your wisdom, and your comments. Thank you. Thank you, Juan Cotto. I like what Senator Manning said there. As long as you're doing it for the right reasons, favor will always smile upon you. We're honored to have supporters and longtime donors in Lane County like Oregon State Senator James Manning. I'm your host, John Yeager, reminding you to make an appointment to donate by going to bloodworksnw.org. See you next time.